0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Howdy. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. Or if you're listening on Clubhouse, welcome to Black Girls Do Legitimize Our Businesses. Okay. Um... This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If this is your first time hearing my voice and you're on Clubhouse or you're seeing my face and you're on any of the other platforms and you're like, who is this lady? I am Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself. Thank you, Chocolate Locked Shot. Um, I help people like yourself get your uh, business paperwork together. So things like making sure you have your articles of incorporation, getting your DUNS numbers, and EIN numbers, uh, contract templates for clients and partners, brand protection strategies. So trademarks, copyrights, patents, and hiring and training strategies. I help you do all of these things and more so that you can grow your business and scale with confidence. If you ever want to do things like get business credit, um, get a business loan get your products into big box stores, be able to participate in federal contracting or collaborate with big brands. One of the major things that you need to make sure is that your paperwork is in order. They're not, you know, they, they want to make sure that, you know, you are a legitimate business that they can do work with. Okay. So that is what I do. So if you are in the startup phase of your business and you need help with any of those, um, formation, Pieces. I encourage you to uh to connect with me. How are you going to do that? You're going to go to linktree forward slash npl consulting firm, linktree forward slash npl consulting firm, linktree forward slash npl consulting firm. There you can book yourself a free 15 minute consultation if you are a first time client. Um, uh, you can also like uh the link that's in the top of the clubhouse uh page. You can download the. Biz launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm is also where you can get many of my digital products. I do a lot of video trainings, a lot of ebooks. This is the season where a lot of you, you creatives, are going to be um, getting custom orders from people, and you want to make sure that you have your store policies um, in order before people start, um, you know, coming in with the orders. So I do have um, a. PDF document that I've created for you called uh, Policies Every Craft Store Owner Needs. Um, you can pick that up at Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. Okay, so that is uh, the basics of what I do. I do a lot more. If you want to know what else I do, you know, just tap in with me. I'll miss you too, doll. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, so I look forward to hearing from you guys. Now, um, now that we've gone through the housekeeping, let's get to the show and why we are here, just in case someone doesn't know. Here is how the show works. So I pull stories from the news, from blog sites, anywhere that I find a story that has a lesson that we can learn as business owners and entrepreneurs. And I bring them here to you and we discuss them and we pull out that lesson so we don't make those same mistakes. Okay. So this is a time for you to get involved in the conversation. Um on Clubhouse if you want to participate participate, please just raise your hand and I'll bring you on. Um if you have a question, uh Facebook, uh, Instagram and YouTube, you guys know the deal. You know, I'm gonna ask you to give me some emojis and comments in the boxes. Uh but it's um you know, it's a time for you to get involved. It's a lot more fun and a lot easier to learn things when you're involved in the process than when someone is just talking at you, right? Okay, so without further ado, we are going to get started. Okay, so uh, again, before we even start, I want to remind you guys. Uh, a lot of you guys are very creative out here. You make things, whether they be you know um, tumblers, t-shirts, whatever. You make beautiful things, right? And people want to, or they they reach out to you to make these things for them for gifts. And you want to make sure that these people don't pull out at the last minute and say, you know, I don't want the I don't want the 100 T-shirts I ordered when you've already done 75 of them. So make sure that you have your store policies in order before you start taking these things so people know what your return policy is. If you have a payment plan, what that payment plan looks like, (coughs) excuse me. Uh, as well as what your warranties are, right? And if there are any shipping issues, you know w- what the rules are for that. So, uh, pick up policies every craft store owner needs. You can pick that up at Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, okay? All right, now let's get down to busyness, all right? First story of the evening. Um, okay, so if you like donuts, if you like donuts. And you're, um, give me a donut emoji. If you like donuts, give me a donut emoji. If you like donuts on Clubhouse, just, uh, raise your hand, uh, so I can see, you know, where we're at in terms of numbers. So if you like donuts and you're watching, give me a donut emoji. If you are listening on Clubhouse, just raise your hand. I'm not going to bring you on stage. I'm just trying to see, you know, who likes donuts, Okay. And you're going to understand why in just a moment. Nobody on Clubhouse likes donuts? Okay, that's fine. Um, (laughs) Anyway, all right. Why am I asking you guys if you like donuts? Okay. Well, I found this interesting story today. Uh, Now, usually we cover stories in America, but I thought that this was one that was very important for us to think about, right? So in Ontario, Canada... Ah, uh, thank you for the donuts, Nessie. Time and Sincere39. thirty nine. There is um, a a franchise there called Donut Monster. Okay, they make <laughs> they make donuts, uh, and they've been operating for some time. They've actually been in business since um, they've they've been in business for 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 some time, right? And Donut Monster, it was founded by a gentleman named Ruben Vanderquack. What an interesting name, right? Um, Ruben Vanderquack, he's invested in his brand, um, and Donut Monster, they have a very specific logo. It is a black one-eyed monster, and it says Donut Monster at the top and the bottom, okay? So a pretty distinctive, uh, logo. Here is the problem. Um, there is another, uh... Franchise now, their official name is My Foodie Hub. Right? They're also located in Ontario, but they also, um, My Foodie Hub is what is called a ghost kitchen. If you know what a ghost kitchen is, please raise your hand on Clubhouse. Maybe you can explain it to everybody else. If you know what a ghost kitchen is, put it in the comment box on, um, on a Facebook, uh, YouTube, or Instagram all right, if you know what a ghost kitchen is. If you don't know what a ghost kitchen is, right, Um, so a lot of people, they don't necessarily want to invest in an entire restaurant, so they will essentially contract out their recipes to other restaurants, and you can order it from there. So this is what my foodie Hub does. They are a ghost kitchen restaurant, and one of the businesses that they have is called Mini Donut Monster. Now remember, we already have donut monster with the black eyed monster and mini donut monster, their, uh, their, um, logo is a purple one eyed monster. Okay. Uh, so donut monster, the, the, the original one, not mini donut monster, donut monster with the black logo. Um, they are very upset at the fact that mini donut monster is out here calling themselves mini donut monster. Now here's the thing, Donut Monster filed a trademark in 2019 for their uh, for, for their Donut Monster name. Right? Uh, it's still like apparently it still works. So Mini Donut Monster could is potentially violating their trademarks, or at least that is what their argument is. They are saying that there has been confusion between. Uh, There's been confusion between Donut Monster and Mini Donut Monster, right? So I want to know from you guys, whether you are watching or whether you are listening, do you think that there is a possibility of confusion between the Donut Monster brand and the Mini Donut Monster brand? Now, their logos, one is a black-eyed monster and black-eyed, black one-eyed monster, and the Mini Donut logo is a purple one-eyed monster, right? So, do you think that there is a possibility of confusion between Donut Monster and mini Donut Monster, or if not confusion, would you think that those two brands were connected? Let me know if you think those two brands were connected if you saw don't and if you kind of, if you need a visual, go to my Instagram and my Facebook stories and you'll see the photos there. Um, but I want to know from you guys, do you think that there is a possibility of confusion between Donut Monster and Mini Donut Monster? If I'm out here and I'm craving donuts, right, and I see, I'm on my DoorDash, and I see Donut Monster, and I see Mini Donut Monster, am I going to know that these two brands are not related? Okay. Um, Nessie Time, you're saying not at all? Okay, so Nessie Time doesn't think that, um they they are they are related king tax services one is purple and the other is black because these two brands are not related to each other the owner of the black logo is actually suing the owner of the purple logo he's saying look you're calling yourself mini donut monster we're out here we already have the trademark for donut monster so you're you're confusing people out here in the uh... you know in the commerce space when you have a trademark you trademark for within your industry so for donut monster they've gone through the trouble of trademarking their name donut monster within the donut realm selling donuts right so they don't want anybody else out here um, you know stepping on their donut monster toes. uh... so they have so they have sued or they're pursuing a lawsuit against mini donut monster for trademark infringement. So I what I want to know from you guys is whether you think uh, Donut Monster, are they just zealously protecting their trademark or are they doing too much? Are the logos different enough? Is the name different enough? If you were to see these two brands or hear them, would you think that there is a possibility of confusion? Please don't be afraid to raise your hand on Clubhouse. I would love to hear you guys' opinion on um, this. Am I supposed to see something here? Okay. Yes. Um, King Tax Services says it's two different names and colors. It is two different names and colors, right? But they're operating in the same place in Ontario, Canada, and they both are in the same business of making donuts. So would you think that Donut Monster and Mini Donut Monster are related? What do you think about that? cuz for me if i'm looking online and i see mini mini donut monster and if i've already a staff you know heard of donut monster i might think they're related as a matter of fact donut monster has said that their patrons have you know come to them and say hey we saw you on we saw you on DoorDash or we saw you on grubhub we didn't know that you were delivering now and um, so there has been some confusion now king tax services says she doesn't see any confusion between the two logos but what about between the two names would there be confusion between two different franchises owned by two different people where one is called donut monster and mini donut monster that is the issue at hand here I, for one, think that there is confusion. Some of you obviously don't think so. Um, but that is a question for the courts to decide now the lesson that we need to pull out of here is that when you are choosing your logo or your business name whatever you want to trademark you want to make sure that it is unique you want to make sure that you're not stepping on anyone's toes you don't want to build your brand off someone else's back so one you don't get sued for discrimin- um excuse me sued for infringement or you know you don't end up getting sued for false advertising because you put your uh, you know you put all your eggs behind a bag Brand one of the examples that I have of this um, Purell uh, sanitizer, they have consistently advertised themselves as killing ninety nine point nine nine percent of you know bacteria wherever it's put, right? And uh, the Target brand hand sanitizer, they basically compare themselves compare themselves to Purell, even on the bottom. Unfortunately, it was found that Purell only kills about 70% of germs, right? So the, uh, the, um, the, um, the, the body that handles, you know, marketing and things like that, the government agency, they said that the Target brand hand sanitizer was um, doing false advertising because by comparing themselves to Purell, they could no longer claim that they killed 99.99% of germs because Purell only kills 70. So it's very important that you try not to tie in your brand into someone else's. Um, Tech Services said, oh, because of the industry. Yeah, because of the industry. They're both doing donuts. Nessie Times said, yes, the names could be confusing. So just be careful when you are choosing your business name, your logo. You don't want to, you know, base it on something else, Right. Um, King Tax Services says Lysol says the same thing. Lysol says the same thing, but Lysol isn't comparing themselves to anybody else. Lysol is the brand that people, that other brands would compare themselves to, right? But if that leading brand, if something happens to them and you have been building your reputation on that leading brand, you've basically just tumbled your whole house of cards, right? So... The moral of the story is you need to be unique. You need to be inventive. Don't, re- don't try and, you know, be the, you know, I'm the alternative to the... Just be you. Be individual. Be unique. Okay? All right. Uh, moving on to our next story of the evening. If you have watched The Mandalorian, if you have watched The Mandalorian on Disney+, Plus, Um, give me some type of space emoji. If you are on Clubhouse, just raise your hand so I can see who has watched The Mandalorian, okay? Better known as the Baby Yoda show. (laughs) Okay, I will never call, uh, Baby Yoda Grogu or whatever they call him. His name is Baby Yoda. Now, um, if you have watched, uh, the Mandalorian, if you're, you know, a diehard fan, you may know that, um, the ship in the Mandalorian is called the Razor Crest, okay? Um, it was the ship where the Mandalorian, you know, he was, uh, bringing Baby Yoda all over the place. It was, it was their little spot, right? And because Disney got all the money and Star Wars has all the money, of course, they are developing merchandise. Thank you, Nessie, time for the emoji. Of course they are developing merchandise, um, you know, to commemorate the Mandalorian and they are coming, they have, um, a product out right now, which is, um, a, a um, a replica of the Razor Crest, the Mandalorian ship. It is, uh, 30 inches long, 20 inches wide and 10 inches high. And it includes about, um, figures that are about four inches, right? Um, and it costs about $350. So if you're a Mandalorian fan or if you're a Star Wars fan and, you know, you really want to splurge on yourself for the holidays, you can get yourself a replica of the Razor Crest for $350. Here is the problem. Um, Razor Scooter, um, if you've ever, um, ridden a Razor Scooter, please give me some type of scooter emoji. They have, they are trying to sue, uh... I guess Lucasfilms for trademark infringement. They're saying that your Razor Crest uh, toy is infringing upon our Razor trademark for our scooters. Now, remember, we just talked about a story where we had two donut companies with similar names, right? Hello, Lisa. Hello, Nicole. Hello, Anne Marie. Hello, Brianna. We just had two companies that had similar products with similar names, right? Now we have two products that have similar names but are in two different industries. So, I want to know from you, is there a possibility of confusion between Razor Scooters and the Razor Crest replica of the ship from the Mandalorian? If I'm going to look for Razor Scooters, am I going to be looking for a replica of a spaceship? And if I'm looking for a spaceship or a toy spaceship, am I going to be looking for a scooter? So, Razor Scooter, they're out here saying that this could possibly cause confusion. And I want to know from you guys, what do you think? Newly, Cammie said no. Um, and I say no too. Again, when you trademark something, you trademark it in your industry. Razor Scooters, that is your lane. Uh, you know, a, 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 um, motorized scooter products, right? The Lucasfilms, their Razor Crest is not a scooter. It is a toy with figurines in it. It is um, a a lifelike replica of the Mandalorian from the show. So, is there a possibility of confusion between the two? Nessie Time is saying no. Newly Cammy is saying no. Clubhouse, if you want to chime in on this, let me know, you know, raise your hand. And I'll bring you in for commentary. But, you know, again, it's Christmas time, right? So people are going to be looking for toys for kids. So let's just say we have an aisle in the toy store where there are both Razor Scooters and Razor Crests. Do you think that there's going to be a confusion between the Razor Scooters and Razor Crests, even if they are in the same aisle at the toy store? What do you think? Let me know what you guys think about that. Mm Hmm? I don't think so. Um, I think that they're two different products. Uh, And also, even though the ship is called the Mandalorian... I mean, the ship is called the Razor Crest, it's always going to be under the banner of the Mandalorian. It's not like they're going to promote it as just the Razor Crest. They're going to say, you know, the from the Mandalorian, the Razor Crest. So they're really going to be pushing the Mandalorian um, brand and not just, you know, the Razor Crest, because the Razor Crest is just an object that was in the movie. It's not the brand. It's just the, it's it's the product, not the brand, right? So for me, I don't think that there is going to be confusion between the Razor Scooter and the Razor Crest from The Mandalorian, simply because they're two different things. They're in two different industries, um, and there's there's, there's no real fear, there's no real chance to me, of confusion. But if any of you feel differently, please let me know. Nessie Time says I would not confuse the two. Me neither. I don't think I would because look, if I'm looking for a scooter, I don't want no spaceship, and if I'm looking for a spaceship, I don't want no scooter. Okay. But um you know, that that's just how I feel about that. Okay? Um but again, the 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 um, the lesson that we pull from this is that Again, you only trademark in your industry, right? It's not for everywhere. I remember when Kim Kardashian, when she was coming out with her shapewear line and you know she was gonna name it Kimono and everybody was up in arms because they were saying that that was cultural appropriation, right? Now, while I didn't think it was a good idea to name her line kimono, it, was, um, it wasn't it was like Kim Kardashian was going to own the word kimono. It was only going to be kimono within the realm of shapewear, right? So if there was a kimono car, Kim Kardashian wouldn't be able to say anything. If there was a kimono hairline, uh, you know, hair bundle line, Kim Kardashian wouldn't be able to say anything. She would just have kimono trademarked for the shapewear industry. Okay, so just remember that it is possible to have the same trademark in different industries. Think about Dove Soap and Dove Chocolate, both the same names, two different products, two different industries. All right? Okay. Uh before we move on to our next story, I just want to do a quick reset for those who may have just come in. Uh, you are what if you're watching, you're watching NPL Legal Dish. If you're listening on Clubhouse, you are listening to uh Black Girls Who Legitimize Our Businesses. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. I'm a licensed attorney with a passion for helping entrepreneurs and small businesses achieve their dreams um, by legitimizing their businesses so they can scale with confidence. If you're in the start a phase of your business and you need some guidance, um, you know, link up with me, go to linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm. If you're on clubhouse, click the link for the biz launch cheat sheet. That is a PDF that I created for you to help you get, you know, the foundational steps of your business together. Um, as well, it will, it will put you on my email list. So you will know when I'm broadcasting and you know, what cool things are coming out with MPL consulting. All right. Um, Oh, thank you, Newly Cami. I love that example. Dove is like my favorite example. All right, moving on to our next story of the evening. Uh, These next two are going to be actually pretty quick. Um, So uh, last week, was it last week or a couple of weeks ago, I told you guys that Nike was putting their stamp on the metaverse, um, and they have filed several trademarks for Nike, um, you know, for virtual, uh, for virtual products like sneakers and things like that. I don't understand why you would want virtual sneakers, but whatever. Um, But Nike is taking it one step further. They are creating something in the metaverse that they are calling Nike Land. Uh, It is going to be a full immersion experience where you can basically go into the metaverse, go into this Nike I guess it's an online Nike store. You can try them on and even purchase products, right? So Nike, they're not they're not resting. They said they're like, "You know what? We're taking our sneakers into the metaverse and they are making good on that." So I want to know from you guys, would you guys be interested in purchasing virtual sneakers from Nike? Like, I'm not exactly sure how the metaverse is going to work. I'm not the most technologically advanced person, but anybody here, whether you're, if you're on Clubhouse, raise your hand so I can see, uh, or if you're on, watching on any of the other platforms, give me like a thumbs up emoji. Would any of you be interested in purchasing virtual shoes? I personally wouldn't, I don't understand the, uh, <laughs> the draw, uh, because I can't even put it on my feet. Um, but, Nike is making it possible for you, I guess, to be fly in the metaverse. That Brandon guy said that he would not purchase virtual shoes. I'm surprised, Brandon, because you're very into, you know, the virtual space with the crypto and stuff. Um, Anybody, would anybody purchase it? Newly Cammie said it would be cool to try them on your feet at home instead of going into the store. I wouldn't use it for purchasing. Okay, so Newly Cammie said that she would um, use it to try the shoes on, um, but she wouldn't necessarily purchase. And, and you know, that that's real too. That is real too, right? Because sometimes, especially now these days, we don't necessarily want to go out. Um, you know, to the stores and, and stuff. But if you could have a lifelike representation of you where you could try these things on and then maybe, you know, just go out quick and, and get them to the store and purchase them, that might be something that people are into. Nessie Times said, that is a negative for me. She's not buying no virtual shoes. I'm with you, girl. But I think the whole trying on before that is a really, um, that is a really cool concept. And I didn't even think about that because we do that all the time when I'm on Amazon, if I want to buy any type of clothing, right, I'm usually looking for the reviews and people who are putting up photos, but if they have a tool where I can have a life like me and try these things on, you know, or quote unquote, try these things on and, you know, all, and and see how it would look on me. That might be a game changer. Okay, Newly Cammy, I see you. Alright. So good luck to Nike with their Nike land. All right. Um and the next quick one I wanted to talk to you about is all of my um almost satisfied. Gar- right, right, Newly Cammy, because you know what if you see that it looks good on you on, on the virtual thing, you're probably you're probably gonna gonna want to go in the store joanne pierre lewis said sorcery it's not sorcery it's technology it's technology joanne let me know would you purchase virtual shoes so you could stunt in the metaverse um all right uh uh, so the the joanne said absolutely not (laughs) okay um, so the next quick story for all of my Apple users out here, all of my um, iPhone users or whatever. newly <laughs> nearly came said, sis, no. Uh, all of my iPhone users. Um, so we all know that the iPhone, it's an amazing product. It does a lot of things. Um, and they have unveiled a new, hey, Jarek, hey, Jumi, hey, G. Um, they have unveiled a new tool that they have filed a trademark for if you didn't know apple has filed a trademark for something called live text this is something that's coming soon um, to their phones i don't know if it, i think it's going to be on the 13th, 13th. but basically this trademark for live text um what it's a tool that they are unveiling where if you have something on a board or you take a picture of something you're going to be able or you take a picture of writing you're going to be able to take that writing take a picture of it your phone will um... your phone will transcribe it into print and you will be able to basically cut and paste it like a like a, you know a, um, a word document into an email so you're basically going to be able to take pictures and turn them into text um, and Apple is capitalizing this. They have trademarked the phrase "Live Text" for this new um, tool on iPhones. So let me know here. Would any of you guys be interested in this Live Text tool? Where if you know if you're in a meeting and you've written a bunch of notes on the board, right, and you want to send these notes to um, the people in the meeting, instead of having to write it all out, you can take a picture. Uh, you know, um, what is it? Highlight it and then copy and paste it into a document. Jarek the Floating Yogi said, that's straight fire. It is, it is. Um, okay, somebody has a hand raised on, um, or I thought somebody raised their hand on Clubhouse. I would love to hear y'all. Um, Newly Kami said, college students will love this for note-taking and heavy presentations. Absolutely. I think this is going to be a, a game changer for students as well because people don't like taking notes. Um, okay, somebody raised their hand on Clubhouse. Yes. Come on up, Glow Goddess K. I would love to hear what you have to say. Hi, good evening. Hi. How are you? I am great. Did you have a comment about the, uh, the the live text from Apple? Yes. I had actually seen that in some, um, kind of like webinar I was sitting in with, um, some tech people and i feel like it was in clubhouse and i, I overheard it but at that time I, at that time I, I didn't understand what it meant but i'm just glad that i, I just popped in here and you explained it so perfectly because i'm like live tech how does that work but, um, okay well now that I you didn't know how i had the details that then okay well now that you know how it works is that something that you would be interested in do you think that that's something that apple should have invested in I'm trying to see how cuz my whole thing is always trying to like um do things fast mm-hmm. like not fast but you know what I mean the most convenient way and I don't know if that I don't know for me I don't know I don't know I'm trying to think of it and um I can't think of anything that I, I can't think of how it would make sense to me I don't know, maybe, <laughs> okay, well, maybe I'm not thinking as broad yet. Well, someone, but. someone on Instagram said it would be great for college students, um, you know, for note taking. Um, and then also the example that was used when I went on the Apple website, they said, uh, you know, it, the, the example they used was if you're in a meeting and you have notes on, you know, the whiteboard, instead of having to retranscribe it into the, um, the, You know, in an email, you can just take a picture and cut and paste it into the email. So that would save you the time of transcribing. Okay. 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 I I can see that. Definitely making sense. All right. For sure. Awesome. Okay. Thank you, Kayla. You're like my first Clubhouse participant. I love it. (laughs) Awesome. I'm going to follow you. I'm definitely going to tap in with some um, questions and some information. All right. Awesome. Right. Okay. I'm um, going to put you back in the audience now. How do I do this? Move to audience. All right. Jarek said it's great for meetings and content creators. Absolutely. Um, I think this is this is going to be a great tool um, for a lot of people. All right. Okay. We are moving into the last two stories of our show. Um, all my... All my bifocal folks, my four-eyed folks, if you wear contacts, you wear glasses, give me the emojis. That branding guy said webinars and trainings too. Absolutely. All my four eyes, give me some glasses emojis. Whether you wear contacts, whether you wear glasses, bifocals, trifocals, a monocle, give me (laughs) me, uh, some type of glasses emoji, okay? Or eyes, whatever. Um, if you wear glasses or contacts or anything, you have probably heard of, uh, 1-800-CONTACTS and one 1-800, 800 and, uh, not 1-800, 1-800-CONTACTS and Warby Parker. Thank you, Newly, Cammy. right? Uh, 1-800-CONTACTS, you can, uh, order your contacts online as well as glasses, um, that Brandon guy gave me, I don't know what that is, that Brandon guy, and, uh. Warby Parker, they let you try on frames. I've never ordered from Warby Parker. If someone um, wants to either put in the box or come up on Clubhouse and explain how Warby Parker works, um, that would be great. But from what I know is that they'll let you, they'll send you frames to try on and then you keep the one you want and then go get it filled, right? Um, so... Warby Parker and 1-800-Contacts. Oh, that's a monocle. Yeah, so Warby Parker and 1-800-Contacts, um, they pretty much operate in the same space, providing, uh, providing eyewear, um, you know, for the consumer, particularly online, okay? Um, but here's the thing. 1-800-CONTACTS has sued Warby Parker for trademark infringement. They are saying that the way Warby Parker has designed their website, that it has the look and feel of the 1-800-CONTACTS website, and they are afraid that there is going to be a confusion between the 1-800-CONTACTS website and the Warby Parker website. So, um, I posted a photo of both of the home pages of 1-800 Contacts and Warby Parker in my Facebook and Instagram stories. Um, you can go check those and see what they look like. So now, while I will say that there is a slight, you know, general resemblance in the layout of a photo, I wouldn't say that the two websites are identical. As a matter of fact, the logos are very prominent. So I want to know from you guys, if you have seen the pictures in either my Instagram stories or my Facebook stories, do you think that someone who goes to the 1-800-CONTACTS website would would mistake it for Warby Parker or vice versa? That is what 1-800-CONTACTS is saying. They're saying that if somebody goes to Warby Parker's website, They're going to think that they're affiliated with 1-800-CONTACTS because of the way that the website is designed. So, do you think that that is a good argument? Thumbs up. Or do you think that that is a bad argument? Thumbs down. If you want to give your comment on Clubhouse, please raise your hand. I'll bring you up to the stage. Let me know what you think about that. Now, for me, I don't think that there's a possibility of confusion. Uh, That Brendan guy said, no, there shouldn't be a conflict. I don't think there's a possibility of confusion because, first of all, when you type the website and you've got to go to 1-800-CONTACTS, right? And then when you've got to go to Warby Parker, it's giving you Warby Parker. Now, they may use some of the same search engine names, but that's what people do to get their names seen. So what, other than the fact that you can scroll all the way down, is the, is the problem. Jarek said he couldn't tell what was wrong. Um, newly cami said that 's on the designer, not the brand. just get a better designer Okay, so newly Cami is putting this on the web page designer who designed the web page. Maybe they were affiliated with 1-800 Contacts. Nessie Time said she couldn't see a-, a similarity. Jared gave me a thumbs down. Okay, what about you, Clubhouse? If you've had a chance to go see the photos, or if you have seen the 1-800 Contacts website versus the Warby Parker website, do you think that there is a possibility of confusion between the two simply because of the layout, not because of the logos, not because of the Products, but because of the way that the website is designed. 1 800 Contacts is saying that the look and the feel has been stolen from them. Okay? For me, I think this is just a case of trademark bullying. I think 1-800-CONTACTS, they have a lot of deep pockets. They have had a strong hold on the online eyewear community for a long time, and they're not trying to let it go. So they are really going to be pulling out all the stops to try and stop these other brands. If you didn't know, eyewear is actually a big monopoly. Most of the eyewear brands that you know, they are controlled by one overarching company. It begins with L. I can't remember the name, but it's very hard. Hard to break into the eyewear industry. So, you know, a lot of these brands are trying to, to stop these smaller brands from coming up. Um, <clears throat> Newly Cammy said, think out of the box so it's hard to replicate. Absolutely. That is what I always tell people. Don't, like, you can look to other people for inspiration, but you shouldn't use them as a blueprint for what you need to do. Because, Every brand has its own thing. Everybody is different. I'm not the only attorney who does what I do, but I have a certain style in the way that I do it, right? I'm not trying to be like anybody else, and that's what you should strive for in your business. You're not trying to be like anybody else. You're just trying to be the best you that you can be, so focus on you, okay? But that being said, I think 1-800-CONTEXT is really trying it, okay? All right, And moving on to our last story of the evening, okay, Um, our last story of the evening, Um, again, another case of build your own brand. Um, if you didn't know, there is a company called Frankie's on the Park. If you have ever heard of Frankie's on the Park, we're going to run late tonight, but that's okay. If you've ever heard of Frankie's on the Park, please give me an F in the comments, or if you've heard of Frankie's on the Park on Clubhouse, please just raise your hand. If you don't know what Frankie's on the Park is, it is a clothing line that is specifically for tween girls, so girls between the age of like, you know, 9 to 13, okay? Okay. Frankie's on the park. Okay. Frankie's on the park has been in business since 2008. Okay. Uh, here's the problem. There is another brand. They were called Francesca's. Um, and they launched, Francesca's was another apparel brand, but they launched their own, um, tween brand, um, a couple of years ago that they called Frankie's Frankie with one eye. Frankie's on the Park is spelled, spells Frankie with an E. So Frankie's on the Park, and then you have Frankie by Francesca. Frankie by Francesca just came out a couple of years ago. Frankie's on the Park has been in business since 2008. Francesca used to sell all types of clothes, but then they started selling tween clothes, and then they put Francesca's out of business. So now Frankie's on the Park is suing Frankie by Francesca for trademark infringement. They're saying, look, we are the Frankies of the tween clothing space. And you just came in here and uh, are causing confusion. Yes, we're called Frankie's on the park. But if we have two retailers that are doing tween clothing, and they're both calling themselves Frankie, whether you spell it with an E or not, there is a possibility of confusion. This is the argument that Frankie's on the Park is making. Now, I posted the uh, the logos in my story. Uh, I encourage you guys to go look. Um, Frankie's on the Park is saying that, you know, the look of, of Frankie by Francesca's logo is similar to theirs, even though the colors are different. They use a very similar font, um, and they are afraid that there's going to be Confusion out there, especially because Francesca's apparently was a bigger brand than they are and have more money. So what I want to know from you guys is, do you think that in the industry of clothing for girls, 9 through 13, is there room for two Frankies, for two brands named Frankie? Do you think that there would be confusion if a young girl, if a 12 year old girl goes into a clothing store and sees an item by Frankie's on the park and then sees another item by Frankie by Francesca? Is that little girl, is there a possibility that that little girl might confuse the brands? Let me know what you think about that. Let me know what you think. Hey, hey. Let me know what you think. Hey, hey. Okay? For me, I, I, um, hi Kel 30 Wilson. I definitely think that there is a possibility because you don't have many retailers that focus specifically on tweens, right? And then for you to have two retailers that focus that focus on such such a niche market and to have such similar names, there is a problem here. Um, newly Cami said yes, she would confuse the brands. Nessie Time said there's no room for both brands. Okay, so uh, that Brandon guy said it's a possibility. So. My my people on Instagram think that there is definitely a possibility of confusion. My people on Clubhouse, do you feel like there is a possibility of confusion? If you do, just give me a raised hand. I won't bring you up on stage unless you want me to. Um, okay? But yes. So, in my opinion, there is no room for two Frankies in the field of tween clothing clothing for girls nine through thirteen there's too much of a possibility of confusion because if those two brands end up on the same rack you're probably gonna think that they're related so um, I think that Frankie's on the park is definitely doing the right thing even though the names are spelled a little bit differently I think they're gonna be successful in this lawsuit intrin- infringement suit um, newly Cammy said it would work if one sold swimsuits by the beach and the other sold everyday wear that might that might do it that might do it but they're they're selling the exact same thing though right? So, because you're selling the... Ex- we could not have two Dove Soaps. We could not have two Dove Chocolates. But we could have Dove, Dove Soap and Dove Chocolate, right? So, we can have Frankie Swimwear and we can have Frankie Tweenwear. But but then again, it's also clothing. It's a very similar industry. So, we have to be very careful. We want to be unique in our industry. We never want people to be able to mistake us for someone else, Okay? Alright, so those were the stories that I wanted to share with you this evening. I want to thank everybody who hung out with me. Thank you to, uh, I forget your name, my dear, Kayla. Kayla, Thank you for coming up on stage. Um, Thank you to everybody who participated, whether you participated on Clubhouse on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube. Um, I will be on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram tomorrow night. I only do this on Clubhouse on Mondays. So if you want to tune in with me tomorrow night, please you know, tap in with me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for more stories. If you find anything that you want me to talk about, please DM it to me. I love it when you guys send me stories because that lets me know what you're into and what I should be focusing on. If you have topics you want me to talk about, DM them to me or backchannel me um but yeah but I will be on tomorrow I have to get out of the way because I'm in my sister's room right now and she needs her space <laughs> but uh I will see you guys tomorrow have a wonderful night and take care of yourselves bye-bye All right. and video and broadcast share video, video.